0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman and uh, welcome to our latest quiz. This is the February 2013 edition of the CTSS quiz. We have 10 terrific cases for you, so let's not delay and let's get started. This is a great case, I like these images, it's nothing all that tricky. I asked you for the best diagnosis in this patient with a history of pancreatitis. When you look at the pancreatic bed, you see a large pseudocyst or cystic changes, and you really realize you don't see the body and tail of the pancreas, and you see multiple air bubbles, and this is classic pancreatic necrosis, and the air bubbles consistent with an abscess. I did not put necrosis as one of the choices, I did say necrotizing pancreatitis, which indeed this is, but this is even more than necrotizing pancreatitis. Necrotizing pancreatitis, you don't see enhancement of gland, which is the case here, and you can judge it in proportion, 10, 20, 30 percent, whatever. But here, the air bubbles are most consistent with an abscess, and this was eventually uh, drained percutaneously. Percutaneous drainage now tends to be favored typically over surgery, a very nice example. This is a great case. You see something going on in the lower pole of the left kidney, and at first thought, perhaps, it's polynephritis. Maybe it's decreased attenuation. Maybe it's infection. Maybe it's infarction. That's a possibility. But when you look hard, and in your defense, I didn't give you a 1,000 sequences here. You only have a couple images from the early phase. But what you're looking at is what is representative of what was a bleed. And what gives you bleeds from the kidney? Well, you can have AV malformations, you can have trauma, but then you think about tumors, angio and renal cell carcinomas. And this was a renal cell carcinoma that had a spontaneous bleed presented as flank pain. In fact, the presentation was thought to be stone disease clinically. So a very, very uh, nice example. I think it is difficult looking at these two images to make the precise diagnosis. I'll give you half credit if you said renal infarct. I'll even give you some credit for acute polynephritis, but it's a very, very nice example. Now this is a case, very, very classic. You look at the left kidney, there's a mass, but what you notice is the mass is high density. And then when you measure it, it measured 81 Hounsfield units. And this is classic for a high-density renal cyst. A number of articles basically have shown now that Lesions, non-contrast, well-defined, above 70 Hounsfield units, 99.9% chance it's a high-density renal cyst. You wouldn't even need to give contrast to evaluate it. Uh, Most cancers are between 20 and 70 Hounsfield units, typically more likely in the 30s on the non-contrast scan. So this is a very nice example of a high-density renal cyst. Really nice case. Now, in this patient, you see a large retroperitoneal mass, which is, in fact, elevating the aorta off the spine. When you look, the mass is low attenuation. It has some areas of high density, maybe some faint calcifications, pushing the left kidney and obstructing the left kidney. Well, what could it be? Well, it surely could be a sarcoma. Uh, Liposarcomas are probably the most common retroperitoneal masses and it is kind of low density but it's not fat density though in truth liposarcomas do not necessarily have fat at least on CT macroscopically. Lymphoma, you can have cystic lymphoma but this is kind of really large and it surely isn't post treatment. You can get necrosis of nodes post treatment but then nodes tend to respond. The classic diagnosis retroperitoneal mass elevating the aorta is a germ cell tumor. Typically low attenuation. Very, very nice classic examination. Now this is a great case. Patient status post gunshot wound. I'm showing you an axial image and a CT angio. And what you see is active extravasation. Look at the CTA. There's flow through the right carotid, but there's active extravasation of carotid, of blood from the carotid artery. Just a wonderful example of carotid artery laceration and bleed. This patient went uh, for surgery. Uh, this patient had multiple other injuries and this patient died. No, it's not spasm because you see the active extravasation. It's not occlusion, you see the vessel pacifying but active extravasation. So just a very, very nice example. Now this is a great case, this is a patient who is a week post trauma had a accident a car banged into their leg and now is having left leg pain when you look very carefully it's a beautiful case look at the patient's popliteal artery on the left it's occluded I've never seen a case like a week later getting occlusion of the popliteal artery but I guess you can there was no fractures present this was done with dual energy so you can see how nicely and quickly we were able to remove the bone very nice CT angiographic study and a beautiful example of left popliteal artery occlusion. No, this isn't computer error, it's not poor timing obviously, and it's simply not spasm. The vessel is indeed occluded. One of the complications of prostate surgery, particularly laparoscopic prostate surgery, is contrast extravasation, injury typically to prostatic urethra. And this was such a case. Then the question really is, where's all this contrast going on a CT cystogram? You can see it's outlining mesenteric folds and outlining bowel. That's classic for an intraperitoneal bladder rupture. Better than 80% of bladder ruptures are extraperitoneal. Intraperitoneal is the one that's of most concern. Remember, in trauma patients, intraperitoneal bladder ruptures will result in surgery. It's not misplacement of the Foley, obviously, and it's not gonna be bladder cancer. Just a very nice CT cystogram example. This is a great case. This was a patient who had HIV with fever and weight loss, and we were looking for malignancy. And what you notice was these little tiny nodules in the subcutaneous tissue. And you can see them, they're fairly extensive when you look at the 3D views of the abdomen. And I couldn't quite figure out what this was. We thought about lymphoma, because what can give you these little nodules, lymphoma, melanoma, Kaposi's sarcoma, certain other metastases, but these were so numerous, I even thought about infectious etiologies. This was biopsied and it was lymphoma. Now these nodules are small, they're almost miliary. But extensive nodules, AIDS patients, subcutaneous tissues, you better think about lymphoma, which this indeed was. Just a really, really nice example. This patient has a pancreatic mass and the patient's 20-ish. So I always make the point that if you have a 20-ish year old, and you have a pancreatic mass, and it's not a pseudocyst, obviously, from pancreatitis, you can close your eyes and say the patient has a spend tumor. SPEN tumors are the most common tumor in younger patients. If they're much younger, under 10, then you think about pancreaticoblastoma. But in that 15 to 25 age range, you gotta be thinking about a solid and papillary epithelial neoplasm. What was unusual about this case is the calcification layering out posteriorly. You can think of a neuroendocrine tumor they can calcify but so can spend tumors. And this was a classic example of a spend tumor. Spend tumors, as in this case, can be large, but do not obstruct the pancreatic duct and do not obstruct the common duct. A very nice example. This case, I asked you what technique are we using here? You can see image on your left, you can see vessel and muscle image on your right, you can see vessel and bone, bone's relatively opaque. Well, it's not MIP because that would be a projection technique and it's not minimum intensity, Uh, dual energy technique, theoretically this could have been acquired by dual energy technique, but there's nothing here that would let you make that decision. So what we're looking at really is volume rendered images. Remember volume rendering, I can show muscle and bone and vessel. It's all how I change the rendering parameters. This is a very nice example of VRT, volume rendering technique. Well, those are 10 terrific cases. I hope you got them all right. If you didn't get them all right, no issue. Hopefully you've learned something from each of the cases. And with that, I'll see you back here bright and early next month. Have a great day.